Welcome, everyone, to the Three Joes and a Mic podcast. And on this week's Express Edition, we're going to be talking about our boy, Kobe. Kobe Bryant is a legend. The Black Mamba. We're going to miss him, definitely. It was a tragic, tragic accident. No, I have decided to skip college and take my talent to the NBA. Know what it means as a team, but what about individuals? Just got one more to check. <laughs> so you can take that to the bank. It is anybody who asks for it. You want something? I'm still an asshole. It doesn't change. It just kind of evolves. <laughs> it doesn't matter who I play. I'm playing you. Bust your ass. It doesn't matter. You know how I am. You guys know how I am. But can you promise me one thing? What's up? I need 50 that night. Can you do it? The last, last home game at the Staples. Can you give us 50? 42. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, what did you guys learn from about your team from this series, and how's it going to help you improve moving on in these playoffs? That we're bipolar. <laughs> in a part-time job, you guys were awful. You sucked, whatever. Do you think you think you guys deserve all the uh, you know the beating that you took in the media? A lot of times, writers when they write stuff like that, it means they care. They're Laker fans anyway. We have to get better. We have to get better at playing together. We have to get better at spacing. We have to get better at ball movement. Jesus Christ, can you believe I'm saying this? Was <laughs> <laughs> it motivating to you at all that ESPN ranked you the 40th best player in the league? <laughs> nah, not really. Uh, nah, I've known for a long time. They're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> <laughs> who, who beat you in one on one if it ever happened in practice? <laughs> no Kobe Bryant, mm-hmm. the legend. The, yeah. the, the man is a fierce, fierce competitor. He he's, was well respected among his peers, and, and everyone uh, else, and everyone. It, it was a, just a tragic, tragic thing that happened, and uh, kind of sad, really. So, we're just gonna have a little bit of a tribute episode towards him. We're gonna be talking about what we remember here in Toronto because he did have an impact here in Toronto, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna miss him. So, wh- what are some things that you guys remember about Kobe Bryant? Well, I just wanted to say that um, when I found out, uh, we had a me and Steve. We had a dinner at a family's house. Did you cry, man? Uh, when I saw it, when I read it, like I, I had literally lost my appetite. Like it bothered me. I told that him. To, much. I told him to shut up. I was like, shut your mouth. Like, yeah, it was. A, it, it was. Everybody thought it was fake news. False report. When yeah. I saw people too, it was like this is fake news for sure. Hmm. Yeah, I just I, I, I didn't want to believe it. Um, the first people to report on it was TMZ. So yeah, which obviously, is, you know how reliable they are at entertainment. Yeah. So I'm thought it could have been one of those instances where they, they just you know, screwed up or they just want clicks. 
and maybe they got it wrong maybe it's someone else even you know death is never a great thing well, that's but, a huge accusation like if they were wrong on that oh they would have the got ramifications it. would be yeah. dramatic well look at rick rick fox they said that they yeah. said rick fox was on that helicopter yeah and oh, true uh, and he wasn't and then if you i don't know if you've heard that thing he went yeah. on uh, tnt and it really fox, affected it just like affected my whole family like i was didn't answer my phone because i thought people were calling to tell me about kobe so he was talking to his kids like uncle kobe's dead and uh people were calling him thinking he was dead so he finally answered the phone and like people were crying like over rick fox like i thought you were dead man people said that you were on the helicopter so who exactly was on the helicopter i'm not sure so there was definitely him obviously him his daughter's daughter uh gianna yeah. yeah um and apparently there was some high school coach three there was a uh, baseball coach um i'm not sure if they're related there was three a family so mother all right let's get a fact check father on let's get a fact check in regards to that like there was a few people you know which it's it's just ultimately tragic the there reports, was nine people in there's nine total. people nine, see i didn't hear that nine whole nine. Well, the the report changed a lot yes it did so um, we do, so is it safe to say that we still don't know the truth? No, it's nine people. No, no, it's it's okay. it's confirmed now. Is it? Okay. Nine people uh just terrible terrible news. Yeah. People lost family members, people lost wives. Right. Of course. Mothers, fathers. It's always tragic when someone dies. Yeah. Yeah, so it's such a terrible way. Sorry. Terrible I way. know, but see the report that I read regarding the helicopter was they were not clear to fly. Like they were like I guess whomever, I guess, I don't know if Kobe uh, owned that helicopter or not. I know someone hit me, hit me up and tell me straight, but they're just like, we got to get to the game. Let's fly it anyways. Was, it, was, it was a personal helicopter. Yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, I could just see it happening. Like the pilot is like, hey, Kobe is like, it's, it's not really good weather right now. I don't think we can fly. I'm not I was just speculating. Yeah, it's my theory, but Kobe's like, nah, let's get in the air, man. We got 15 minutes to get to this, uh, this yeah. basketball game. Let's go. Everybody get in the chopper, right? So they got in and... Uh, bad choice turned tragic but you can imagine like if you're one of those other people on the on the like in kobe's group and you're you're like fuck i'm gonna go fucking ride in a in a helicopter with kobe bryant like of course right like of course how do you turn that down yeah you can't yeah. say no because it is probably his helicopter but like i said they apparently they weren't clear to fly they don't know exactly what happened whether it was the weather conditions or malfunction because those kind yeah. of helicopters don't have black boxes so it's not like commercial airlines where they're supposed to have it because it's like a rec- not recreational but a private uh, uh, aircraft allegedly. Again, I don't know the truth. I'm yeah, not a very. Some, I'm not an aviation. I'm not an aviation expert, but according to that, they didn't have it. So but that's okay. Let's stop talking about like a little bit. Yeah, no, let's, let's talk about the positive. Let's talk about the positive. Like Kobe was a fierce, fierce competitor. Yeah, I would say like easily one of the best top three fierce competitors of all time. When you. When you got inside his head, it was over. It was game time. Black Mamba coming out. He's like, I remember even watching videos of him taking free throws and like he's getting heckled. He don't hear you. He's just focused on making that bucket. Mm-hmm. And and I can really respect that about Kobe Bryant. Well, the video of what comes to mind is the video of uh, he's sitting at the, the broadcast table. Chris Rock and Kevin, Kevin Spade, I think, are uh, talking to him. Chris Rock's yeah. cracking jokes and stuff, and he's just dead faced, focused on the game. In the zone, yeah, yeah. In the zone, like that, that. That was that was funny. Or, that was or he was up two zero against, I think, Orlando. Oh yeah, no, like, I, I think it was before that. They're like, how how about a smile, man? It's like, why am I gonna smile? Yeah, job job not finished. Job's not done. 
Job's not finished. Job yeah. job finished? Yeah. Job not finished. Yeah. Like that's to me that's that just it just gives you that like mentality. Like if, if he was your role model in in anything really, like that's a great mindset to have. Absolutely agree. He is he is laser focused on the goal. Mm-hmm. He is laser focused on that championship. Allegedly, he uh, I heard I read stories. Obviously, there's dozens and dozens and hundreds and hundreds of stories out there. But when people remembered him, he was apparently in the gym, five thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. off season, every week, every day, just ready to go, practicing, yeah. shooting that shot, and that's that's his wheelhouse. Yeah. Well, I remember uh, there was a reasoning behind that. He's like, "Okay, you get up at four thirty, you know, gym at whatever gym till five thirty to seven thirty, right? Um, eight o'clock to to ten, rest. Uh, ten thirty to whatever, two hours. You go again, bang, you rest, have breakfast, come back, rest for an hour, go yeah. back for two. Well, then and he would just... he would come back. He would take the helicopter to go train and do all that stuff. And by like seven or eight o'clock, he'd come back home and be always home in time to walk his kids to school, to yeah, take his kids yeah, to I school. That was the reason he was a big fan. He was a family man, a big family man. Yeah. Does he have four daughters? Yeah. How many daughters is four? He has, a, he has a, a new baby born in June. Kid last year. Come on. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Not even a year old. Here we're talking tragic again. Yeah. Okay. So, know. what is your most predominant Kobe moment? Is it. Is it against the Raptors? My my most memorable moment, the one that I witnessed or almost Mm. witnessed, was back in like 2010, I want to say, 10 years ago. I got Mm. tickets to the Lakers. This is when the Lakers were huge. Like they won the championship. Joey was supposed to come to this game. You know that. Remember? Joey was supposed to come to this game. He couldn't though. So we took mom. Yeah. And mom was literally sitting in her seat in the dying seconds of the game. She didn't appreciate it. Kobe Bryant has the ball. That's why we wanted Joey there. This was, it was nuts though. It was it was such a good game. It was a really close game. This is when the Raptors were terrible and the Lakers were championship. Like they're champions. Mm. And uh, the game tickets? is game. They're down by one. Lakers are down by one. It's like less than a second left. And Kobe takes a fadeaway half court buzzer beater shot to win the game. And what happens? And it just rimmed out. Like it was close. Oh. It was it was one of those like I thought I was gonna witness greatness yeah but it just bounced off the rim and he walked off and i'm like oh, like Man. that was my witnessing almost witnessing are these in the kobe moment was that one chris bosh yes yeah you know because you know who hit those game-winning free throws for the raptors don't say andrew anybody he do turkaloo oh turkaloo he i remember that he hit those free throws <laughs> yeah yeah i remember we said we're sitting we're standing there like, when oh he's my God. at the free throw line and we're like man if he hits these i'm never gonna make fun of him again <laughs> well sorry i made sorry, fun of Hito. him <laughs> sorry Hito. made fun of you since yeah, but for me, I would say, um, man, that All Star game, 2016, his last All Star game, when he's that that moment, that picture, with him and LeBron, and Drake. When Drake's not in that picture, is he? He's is he standing the guy at the up. bottom. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. Oh my god. Anyways, so I guess the picture of 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 them, and uh, LeBron's ding up. You know, he's getting his in his stance, and Kobe's dribbling the ball in his direction, and they're smiling at each other. It's the last time they're ever going to do that. And um, that was just, you know, that was just great to see because there's so much just rivalry between those two. Kobe fans, LeBron fans, you know, who's better. I Personally, I didn't like LeBron. I've all, I was always a Kobe fan. 
um your joey your confirmation gift to me when i was in grade eight was uh oh. i still have it in my room wow. the signed kobe picture frame with the t- with a certificate Z. still have it in my room right now I th- would it, you say that kobe's your favorite player yeah. he was mine come on he was mine when really? i was in school yeah is it because he can speak it Alex, vedi che abbiamo già azzeccato la prima mossa, da qui in poi è tutto in discesa. La prima cosa che mi ha detto Kobe è questa è la canzone preferita da mia figlia. Ama questa canzone, ama questa canzone, vamo. Come stai Kobe? Buongiorno. Benissimo, grazie, buongiorno. A volte quando un personaggio come te, così importante, viene nel nostro paese e dice di amarlo, noi abbiamo sempre un po' il sospetto che lo faccia per mestiere, no? perché sì, insomma sì, sì. gli americani sono molto bravi nelle pubbliche <ride> relazioni e quindi insomma... Eh, però da, da parte tua si sente che la cosa è sincera invece? Beh, io sono cresciuto qui in Italia, allora s- sarà sempre un posto che eh, sarà vicino al mio cuore, sempre. Quali sono le città dove hai vissuto? Pistoia, Reggio Calabria, la prima Reggio città Emilia? È Rieti, eh, Reggio Calabria, Pistoia, uh-huh. poi Reggio Emilia. Ah, eh? No, just, just, I didn't even know he could speak Italian back in the day. I, I know, like, nobody knew that. That was like fan. such a secret. And then all of a sudden you watch a thing, he's speaking better Italian than us. It's like, he grew what? up. He grew up there. Yes, he did. Leo Rounds actually played with his dad in Italy. Come on. Oh, wow. And he, Leo Rounds like, knew him as a kid. Yeah. Well, he, there's famous pictures of him wearing like AC Milan jerseys too. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he's a heavy mm-hmm. AC Milan He's an AC Milan yeah. fan. But yeah, Kobe is... If not my favorite, definitely top three. He yeah. would he would talk he would learn to talk like seven words of Slovenian just so he could talk shit to Luka Doncic. <laughs> he was sitting courtside and he learned just those like seven words and Luka Doncic tell him the story after he's like Did like, he actually I, learn those yeah, words just for yeah, Luka? Yeah. Or did he actually no, know that's Slovenian? He, no, he didn't. He just learned that one oh. phrase, like basically like talking shit. Just for that one moment. For that one moment and he's Luka's like Looking around like who the heck, who's talking my language and it's Kobe Bryant talking shit. Good, but see that's what kind of person yeah. he was. Yeah. He, but see the yeah. weird thing is that I read articles too when he's off the court he's such like a helpful dude. Mm-hmm. Like he'll help anybody. He's very respected. Like he's loving. He's doing. But when as soon as he steps foot foot on the court, that's it. Black Mamba. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, like I think that sets a great example for how players should be. Agree. A lot of a lot of guys don't have the same heart as Kobe did. Yeah. And that's what really set him apart from from today's NBA. Yeah, is that you know, who, like who has the Mamba mentality, as they would say. His and daughter. It, it was that's who they. <laughs> yeah, that's who they said again. Tragic. Yeah, tragic. What are you guys' thoughts about what Shaq said? Shaq said something like, "I'm I'll I'll throw the quote in here mm-hmm. right now." We uh, our names will be attached together. For what we did, people always ask about our relationship, and I tell them it's just like me and Charles. You got two strong-minded people that are going to get it done that way. We're going to say certain things. The respect will never be lost. But when it comes to be inside the lines and win, that's what me and him. That's what we did. That's what me and Charles. That's what we do. It was sort of like a triple, triple stabbing to the heart because after you cry and wonder about that, then I get back on the internet, Rick Fox is on the plane. So now I'm, I'm, I'm sick even more. I'm calling Rick, he's not answering. So now I'm, 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 I'm like, what's going on? And then the final blow, 
His lovely daughter was with him on the helicopter. You know, we, every time I saw his lovely wife and his kids, same thing I do with, with, with Kenny's kids and D-Wade's kids. We up here, we work a lot. And I think a lot of times we, we, we take stuff for granted. Like, I don't talk to you guys as much as I, as much as I need to. The fact that uh, we're not going to be able to joke at his Hall of Fame ceremony. We're not going to be able to say, hi, I got five, you got four. The fact that we're not going to be able to say, if we would stay together, we could have got ten. Those are the things that you, you can't get back. And with the loss of my father, my sister, and my thing, that's the only thing I wish I could just say something to him again. Last time I talked to him was when we were here and I asked him to get 50 and he got 60. It's the last time I spoke to him. And I just wish I could have, you know, so it, it definitely changes me. I have to. And he basically said uh, that him and Kobe will be forever linked. Yeah. And even though now, see, I don't know if I don't know if I believe when he said this, even though they didn't really talk very much, there is what like a very good respect and they're still friends, yada, yada, yada. Well, yeah. What are your thoughts in regards to the Shaq Kobe dynasty? Do you think that's the best one two punch ever, as he said? Uh, Who would be better? I you know? you know what? It's it's tough to say. Um because I mean like you're looking at Golden State and you're looking at all those guys. Mm-hmm. But it's not one two. It's like could you say Curry and Durant? I don't know, but back in the like the duo age, mm-hmm. like in that old NBA. Yeah. Those two were Well, Jordan Pippen, Jordan Rodman. I've I nah, Rodman. They were I, the I, they were the best for their time. LeBron, Kevin, Love. they were they were just dominant. Yeah, Shaq and yeah. Kobe. Well, Shaq was dominant by himself. Then you Man, put they could have they could have like, won more. more they, they always like, say they that they could like they could have won ten in a row, but but yeah, uh, just got let their personal feelings get in the way of their. So will you the, going back to the question? Will you always link Kobe to Shaq? Yes. I will, of course. It's Kobe and Shaq. That was the yeah. most. That was a dominant team. They were had a three peat. They could have had probably. They you know, yeah. Stop bickering. They could have had four or five. Yeah, yeah. I think um, because Shaq's also a center. He's a big man, and he was really really strong. That I think that's a lot of people relate dominance to that because mm-hmm. he was just unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Add Kobe Bryant to the mix, and he wasn't even in his prime yet it's when true. when they were uh, when they were together. Who covered Shaq, anyways. <laughs> Nobody. I know. Fair point. <laughs> he's just so big and so strong. Nobody's covering. Nobody's yeah. covering. I looked at his numbers like. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, you look back at these guys' numbers, and you're like, "That's insane." And that's when fouls were fouls. Yeah, and that's when like you're going hard to the rim, mm-hmm. you're getting an elbow in the nose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so so then what do you guys think makes? Because now it's obvious that Kobe Bryant is just going to be a a legend, right? He's he's no a doubt. he's a legend, like in the same way that kind of I don't know, maybe it's not a good comparison, but like kind of the Beatles are frozen in time. Like the Beatles are the Beatles, right? Two of them died. They're legends. The Beatles are still really good. So Kobe's kind of frozen in time now because he never got old. He never had like a mm-hmm. like in his older age. People were really liking him. Great he point. was he was like a grandfather to all these. He's a mentor to all these younger players now. Uh-huh. So he's kind of frozen in in time as 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 a legend. So yeah. 
Hundred percent, he's a legend. So he should get into Hall of Fame next year. No, he's already he is. the next day after he died. Is he, he actually, already in there? No, the next day after he died, he he's got instantly Hall of Famer. No, 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 he got like that was the day they were announcing the Hall of Fame. Yeah, on the Monday. Oh, what a quinkadink! He died. No, like, it was. It was. It was like planned. Like you it know, was it was, planned. That was the day that the Hall of Fame uh, notifications yeah, yeah, went yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. And so he, if you will, yeah. he never even got a chance to yeah. do this speech. He died the day before. That. But, um, it's just such such a tragic, like a, a tragic story that just you're gonna remember this probably for for the rest of your life. Yeah, I agree. So I, that that's why I think are, that. Are you getting emotional right now a little bit? Man, like I've been thinking about up. this all all week. Man, like literally, literally random thoughts, random thoughts popping in, in my head, in my head about Kobe Bryant. Yeah, about Kobe Bryant being dead. Like you, you guys remember when he scored 81 against the Raptors? I don't. 61? I was. I wasn't. Um, Sixty-one or eighty-one. It was eighty-one. Probably scored both, but yeah. But I uh, think he. I think there was a fact like he scored fifty points or more against every team in the NBA. Some uh, there's so much stats 40, out there that yeah. I read like the last couple of weeks. Don't quote me on these things. We we gotta get an official fact checker on this podcast. I swear, but never quote us. Jeez, don't <laughs> quote us. But yeah, don't he's like us. that's one of the things on his legend. Like he scored eighty-one. I don't think anybody can, can touch well, 81, but... Well, um, Chamberlain did. Well, that was, he's playing plumbers and farmers. and Fair farmers. farmers. Come on. All right, there was, a uh, there's a story that I wanted to uh, share. All right. Share it it was when um, the, the Lakers, it was, you know, during his last hurrah, that, that trash Lakers team, yeah. you know, like his last two seasons when they had Nick Young, Lou Williams, uh, Jordan Clarkson or whatever. Who? And... Are you trying to be Soldier Boy right now? Who? Never mind. I like Jordan Clarkson. Who? Joey always like. Joey's like. Oh man, know. we need threes. Get Clarkson. It's <laughs> like I like them. Yeah. So there was this one story. story. I'm, I'm trying to find the tweet right now. Uh, I think Nick Young, uh, or Lou Williams tweeted it directly. Oh, I think I know what you're talking. The one about. where he uh, he told them to take their Kobe's off because they're soft. They got blown out like two games in mm-hmm. a row or something. And mm-hmm. there's more to it, but that was pretty much the funny part. He's like. You guys are soft. Take off those shoes right now. Yeah, that's hilarious. Or how uh, when he was injured and the team like won one game. Oh man, and, and he went he on, on Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel, and was it Kimmel or Fallon? Jimmy Kimmel, and he, and he's like, would this ever happen if you're playing? And Kobe just like, just just like gave him this look, look, yeah. And uh, they won one game, and they're like, you know, we in the building. Yeah. And then uh, there's this other story from Kyle Anderson, uh, NBA player, and he said. Uh, his one encounter with Kobe, he said, Kobe came up to him and they're playing a game, right? They're on opposing teams. And Kobe said, it's like, Hey, uh, how old are you? He's like uh, 23. Mm. And uh, he's like, so you've watched me play before, right? It's like, yeah. He's like, mm. have I ever, ever gave up an open shot? And Kyle answers is like, no. So why the F are you giving up open shots? Shoot the effing ball. And they're on opposing teams. And Kyle Anderson never forgot that. Got told. Again, that's what kind yeah. of competitor he yeah. was. He set everybody straight. Yeah. And they made like the laser focus this man had. It was incredible. Yeah. And and again, that's what every athlete should inspire to be. Mm-hmm. It's know? confidence too, man. Just like you know how much confidence you need in yourself to be like that. I like I, to think that I have that confidence. I'd like to think we'd all we'd all have to have that no, confidence. We don't have Kobe. Co- 
Black Mamba confidence. Black Mamba oh, confidence, geez. man. But yeah, man, they're making murals of him in in of Philippines course. and L.A. He's and a, he's a one name person. Like you just say Kobe. You know, you know that's it. it. His the last, the, the trash can it? thing, the Kobe. Yeah, like you no, used to always do that. Everything. Last name is irrelevant. Shooting like yeah, shooting on our busted up backboard. Kobe. Backboard, Kobe. Constantly, I agree. <laughs> Could be the worst at basketball, but once Guilty. you got that ball in your hands, Guilty. you're just Kobe. Guilty. You know, we wasn't pretend. he named after Kobe Beef? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Kobe he was. Beef, and his name middle name is Bean. Yeah, his name was Kobe Bean Bryant. What? No joke. <laughs> okay. Oh, you know what? His dad's his dad's nickname was Jelly Bean. Oh, now I get it. Okay. Look at that. Oh. I just stick that in. Jelly Bean. Okay, that's well, crazy. There you go. The more you know. Okay. Yeah, man. Anyway. you see the stories of old of old uh, teammates. Yeah. It'll old never end. Opponents. Steve Nash was saying was bringing it up and and all of these people. Yeah, that yeah. Just... I could go on like Shaq is like man now now he's never never they're never gonna have that back and forth like oh I got four rings and then Kobe's like oh, I got five you never gonna I have that again one more than you never I'm not gonna have anyway. that again and that's that that's what breaks people just you know what just cherish people you have on, yeah that was a lesson well, that's no, a big that's lesson, a lesson eh? and that's an amazing way to finish this podcast. you never know you gotta cherish people because it. It could twit. It could turn ugly really, really quick. Let people know how you feel yeah. all the time. Yeah, we love you, Kobe. We no, love you. We're gonna I miss do. you. We no. love you, Kobe. Man, no. I miss you. I, <laughs> I never, never met you. Never knew him. Kobe, you're, we're gonna tell our grandkids about you, Bo. It's true. Oh yeah. So, like you know, back you know, a fierce competitor. I, honestly, like you could argue just a real quick before we go here. You could argue that the best players of our generation, shooters, anyways, mm-hmm. Kobe. Arguably Jordan and LeBron. Those three Our generation are, best well, players. Well, okay, I, I would say Jordan is a little bit behind, but you in that in argument what? in our generation, we didn't really watch. Oh, him. We okay, didn't really yeah, watch yeah. him. I wasn't really but part what of I, the point generation. is that those three will be constantly compared with each other yeah, all the time. You know, obviously Kobe, you know, is more of a shooter. You know, LeBron's a little bit bigger. You know, whatever they, But They're those three strengths. are all fierce competitors, and that's what we appreciate about him. So. Mm-hmm. Really appreciate you guys. Have any final food for that? Just cherish your cherish loved them. ones. Just Good be way. grateful, be appreciative, and uh, let people know how you feel because, like, life is life can be really short, and like, that was a big reminder of it. Yeah. Appreciate and what we have. Appreciate what you got. We appreciate you guys for listening. So, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys, for listening. You know what? If you like what you heard. Hit us up on our Instagram and our Twitter at the Three Joes. You know what that is? That's at the Three Joes. We're gonna miss you. Because uh, you know, once you're gone, you're gone forever, and you know we should never take stuff like that uh, for granted. Rest in peace, Black Mamba. Follow your passion first. Um, when I retired from the game, you know, I said they're asking kind of all the wrong questions. You know, what's the biggest industry I can get into? And it's all the wrong stuff. And you got to sit there and ask yourself, okay, what am I truly passionate about? What do I enjoy doing? 
And when you feel that way, I, honestly, I mean, you feel like you have never worked a day in your life. It's the most fun thing in the world. You get up in the morning excited about what you're doing. And you got to be really honest with yourself about it. If you wake up in the morning and you're dreading going to work, dude, do something else. Right. Do something else. And those are hard decisions to make. But when you make those decisions, it's a very liberating experience. And you find out that the rewards will come. I think the best way to prove your, your value is to work, is to learn, is to absorb, uh, to be a sponge. But you always want to outwork your potential. As hard as you believe you can work, you can work harder than that. And that's what I tried to do when I first came in the league. But you know, basketball is such a direct competition sport. And me coming in at 17, I hated when like my teammates would say, you know, I get hit with an elbow, right? Shaq would hit me with an elbow in practice. And, like, you know, <laughs> you know, Nick Van Exel will come up and say, are you okay? I'm like, what? <laughs> Mao, are you okay? <laughs> what the hell's wrong with you? You know, so like, I always had that extra chip on my shoulder. So like, every day in practice for me was really trying to annihilate everybody that, was, that I was playing against. Because I wanted to prove you don't need to babysit me. Like, I, I'm fine, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so it's always um, that competitive nature the work ethic and curiosity because I asked a lot of questions playing with Byron Scott I asked him a lot of questions Eddie Jones who was great at chasing guards off the screens and I didn't understand how to do that I would sit with him before practice after practice magic all the Laker greats I would always sit down and just ask him questions about certain games that I studied growing up what actually happened there what did you feel there and why We were playing against the Lakers, Tom, and we were out here in L.A. So the game was at 7. I was like, you know what? I'm going to come to the Staples Center because we're playing some Lakers at Kobe and Shaq. Okay? This is, this is like the championship Lakers. So now I'm going to get there at 3 o'clock. I want to make sure I make 400 made shots before I go back into the room and then I sit in the sauna and I get ready for the game. So, you know, get in the car, get to the gym, get there, and as I'm walking onto the court, who do I see? I see Kobe Bryant already working out. So once I set my foot across that line, I started working out. And so I worked out for a good hour, hour and a half. And when I came off, after I was done, I sat down, and of course I still heard the ball bouncing. I looked down, I'm like, this guy's, this guy's still working out. So he was working out, like, it looks like he was in a dead sweat when I got here, and he's still going. And it's not like his moves are nonchalant or <laughs> lazy. He's doing like game moves. You know, um, I sit there and I unlace my shoes. I'm like, I want to see how long this goes. So I sit out there and watch uh, 25 minutes. And he got done. I said, okay, I think I've seen enough. Go play, you know, come back, get in the sauna, get ready for the game. That game, he drops 40 on us, okay? And after the game is over, I'm like, I, I have to ask this guy. Like, I, I have to understand, like, why why he, he works like that. Right. So after the game is over, I'm like, hey, Cove, like, why, why were you in the gym for so long? He's like, because I saw you come in. And I, and I wanted you to know that it doesn't matter how hard you work, that I'm willing to work harder than you. If your job is to try to be the best basketball player you can be, mm -hmm. right? to do that, you have to practice, you have to train. Right? You want to train as much as you can, as often as you can. So if you get up at 10 in the morning, train at 11, right? 12, say 12, train at 12, train for two hours, 12 to two. Um, you have to let your body recover. So you eat, recover, whatever. You get back out, you train, start training again at six. 
train from 6 to 8. And now you go home, you shower, you eat dinner, you go to bed, you wake up, you do it again, right? Those are two sessions. Right? Now imagine you wake up at 3, you train at 4, you go 4 to 6, come home, breakfast, relax, so, so, blah, blah, blah. Now you're back at it again, 9 to 11, right? You relax, and now all of a sudden you're back at it again, 2 to 4, and now you're back at it again, 7 to 9. Look how much more training I have done by simply starting at four, right? And so now you do that, and as the years go on, the separation that you have with your competitors and your peers just grows larger and larger and larger and larger and larger. And by year five or six, it doesn't matter what kind of work they do in the summer, they're never gonna catch up because they're five years behind, <laughs> right? So it makes sense to get up and start your day early because you can get more work in. If I start earlier, I can train more hours. And I know the other guys aren't doing it because I know what their training schedule is. Right? So I know if I do this consistently over time, this, the, the gap's just gonna widen and widen and widen and widen and widen and they won't be able to get that back. Mm -hmm. So it, to me, it was just common sense. I'm like thinking, how can I get an advantage? Oh, start earlier, yeah, let's do that. How do you, how do you develop that or where do you, well, I, I think it's just you know, it's just a matter of what's important to you. Mm -hmm. What's important to you, for for whatever reason, you know, I, I felt like um, I didn't feel good about myself if I wasn't doing everything I could to be the best version of myself. If I felt like I left anything on the table, um, it would eat away at me. I wouldn't be able to look myself in the mirror. And so the reason why I can retire now and be completely comfortable about it because I know that I've done everything I could to be the best basketball player I could be. This has been absolutely beautiful, you guys. I can't believe it's come to an end. Um, you guys will always be in my heart. And, uh... What can I say? Mamba out. <laughs>